Oh my god, we have such an interesting and exciting show today. I can't even handle it. What is it about? We're going to be talking about some really cool stuff today. No Beginner way. stuff, stuff to kick off how to get into fly fishing, which is something we kind of talked about last episode, but not enough because that's like a whole, that could be a whole podcast right there. So, but before we get into it at all, welcome to episode two of So Fly. Uh, my name's Mitch. I'm joined with uh, Gab. Hey, Gab, what's up? And Yoma. Hey, how you doing? And uh, yeah, this is a two-part episode where we're going to kick it off with how to get into fly fishing, how to get started, what to know, where to go, what to buy, gear spe- specifications, and all that stuff. And then we're going to talk about bass fishing on the fly because that is such a good introductory fish. And I know I knocked it in the last episode a little bit. Mm-hmm, you did. And that was totally uncalled for. <laughs> Because bass is so much fun to catch on the fly rod, and I know I love trout and all that stuff, but this is like I fished bass for the last you know, 10 years, 15 years of my life on the fly rod, so it's all about bass, baby. Awesome. Bass it is. All right, to get into it first, though, Yoma, your most recent experience getting into fly fishing was like a year ago, right? Yes. So you got into it, and when you started, it was all about... Well, how'd you get into it? Your girlfriend got you a rod, right? On the fly rod? Yeah. How'd you um, get into fly fishing? Okay, so yeah, story? I can start. So it really happened. One day I just woke up and I said, I want to fly fish. That's literally how it happened. Nice. Okay. Um, it could have possibly happened from spinning most of my life and then trying bait casting and loving that and then just wanting to keep going. Another challenge, and I think if if anything, fly fishing is the most challenging fishing experience, right? So that's how I started. So wait, you were spin fishing, and then you went, "This is too easy." <laughs> well, no, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, really but guess what? That's like <laughs> when every. <laughs> gonna get that's a, I'm that's... sorry, folks. Don't don't be mad. Uh, uh, I'm not knocking spinning. I mean, I do, I'm going. I, I'm still gonna. You still spin sometimes. I still spin sometimes. Yeah, you guys are gross. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fisherman. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I don't switch sex. I only do fly fishing. <laughs> but it started because you said I need something more challenging. The sport in fly fishing is what attracts a lot of people to the sport. So you you said one day you woke up, you went, I want to get a fly rod, but I bet you had no idea what to do absolutely not okay from that point on it's all about reading online you're googling stuff you're looking at books how do i get a fly rod what is a a fly rod even entail what's on a reel i have no idea so what do you do you go to a store an outdoor store a fishing store and you trust somebody to tell you how to do it (laughs) and sometimes that could be a big mistake yeah detrimental so we're going to talk first about the the good stores to go to the stores that we like and the stores that we've got our fly fishing gear at and and the store is just as important as the reading online and and learning it for yourself because the stores the right people will teach you not only what you need and the most expensive things to buy but also they'll teach you how to catch the fish they'll teach you where to go they'll teach you all that stuff that's super important the people that run the shop so Yelma, where did you first go when you were like, I need some fly fishing gear just in general? What'd you do? Right. So I was lucky. I have um, a really cool father-in-law to be, I guess you can say. he's uh, He bought me my gear for Christmas. He bought me, he went to Bass Pro and he bought White River set. Um, it's just a Train trainee set, I guess you can say. White River is um, great. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it. Like yeah. people... 
people knock it. I'm, I'm sure everybody knocks everything. That's what we do as humans. But um, it was great. Um, it's light. It's sturdy. It's stiff. It's cheap too, right? It's cheap, yeah. right? So this is this is the thing. Fly fishing can be expensive. It is expensive. Um, but this uh, this set that I bought was honestly the beginner set, and I don't think he paid any more than about two hundred bucks. And we got we got fly line, leader, backing, uh, reel, rod, um, and three three uh, nymphs. Okay, yeah, yeah, right on. Two hundred dollars for for a kit, it, and you know it's gonna be a good kit. Yeah. But um, I would never go like lower than that. Like oh uh, uh, man, I don't know. Five years ago, when I wanted to go back to fly fishing, I went to to Kenintara and got a Martin kit. Mm. And that same summer, I was like, okay, I already need to switch my rod because yeah. it's a piece of shit. You grew <laughs> out. Of, you grew out of it. You grew out of it pretty fast if you if you keep going. So I say sometimes it's. It's worth it to spend a little more, mm. and then keep your your rod for maybe like a good five years or mm. that amount instead of going super cheap, and then having to rebuy your stock after two weeks. You're like, okay, that doesn't work. What do you think about that, So, here's the thing. So, what out of all these, um, out of all the the equipment, the this, disregarding the 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 waders, the, the boots, just just the rod, reel, and line, and all that kind of stuff. What is the most important, right? I've heard different things. I've heard that the line is the most important thing. So you should never cheap out on the line. You spend your 100, your 80 bucks, and you get the line, the fly line. Um, I think, um, I believe it's the rod. You start with the rod. Um, You can have the most expensive line or the most cheapest line, but if you don't know how to cast and you're starting out, if you buy, I still don't know how to cast, Scab. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> we got it on photos. Well, let's, but, let's um, back up here for a second because my first, my first rod and reel and line was a kit, and it was by Scientific Angler. Oh, nice. And it was ninety nine dollars at LeBaron in Ottawa. So <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was super cheap. Okay, I had it came with a CD on how to cast, and I actually watched it. It was like really lame, like the guy with the hip waders in the river. And it's like two hours of subtitles and all that stuff. Um, but I watched it and. The line and the reel and the rod, plastic, right? Like cheap quality stuff, but really, really good. And I use it for, I still have the rod actually. I don't use it anymore, but I use it for probably two years. I fished with just that. And it was a seven weight rod and I used it for bass fishing. It's good for backups. You still keep that stuff. Great for backups, but mm-hmm. for learning on, it was great because it's like, I want something cheap. I don't know if I'm going to like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need anything that's like super technical because I don't even know my style yet. Like, before you get something, before you invest truly in your gear, I think it's important to learn your style. Like, what do you like? Do you like heavy stuff? Do you like light stuff? You know, all that stuff. Brands of line make a difference, too, because this brand of line was decent. Like, it was pretty good, but I wouldn't use it anymore. Like, it was, looking back, it was, like, really sticky and kind of gross, and it didn't cast all that well. But then later on, when I upgraded to, uh, I used an Orvis line, actually, for bass fishing. And it's like made it made a huge difference in my casting, but I only learned that because I had the bad line. Like it taught me what was a bad line, but got me into it. It was cheap and super reliable, and um, yeah, the reel never locked up. Nothing. So here's the thing. I didn't know about it. Okay, so I don't. I don't even know if White River provided the different types of line. So I don't think so. Right. So the only person that. If I didn't go on YouTube or if I didn't go see Murray, uh, take a class, I wouldn't know um, 
what line is the best. So in terms of like wake forward or double tapered, mm. what do I what do I pick? You know All right, well, I mean? so, okay, yeah. Well, here here's the thing, right? You're you're in the store. First off, sale. You said is the place mm-hmm. that you went to, right? Yeah, to upgrade actually. To upgrade, okay. Yeah. So Bass Pro Bass Pro is good because White River is pretty dope. Like mm-hmm. for the price you pay, this the rods are they're decent. Like they cast pretty okay. well. Yeah, we and they're and one. they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Like like my dad got a rod up in New York for I know it's in New York, but in the states, but it was like fifty bucks for an eight weight with the line. So it means two hundred dollars Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it's nuts. Fifty bucks, man, for an eight weight and the line and, and the leader and a couple mm-hmm. flies. Like it was like okay, well that's like a no brainer. Yeah. And the thing casts so well. Like, I know it's an eight weight, and it's like you know. It's, it'll probably cast well because it's not delicate or anything like that. You're just throwing the line. But, man, this casts so smooth. And I even use it sometimes just to fish because it's so smooth. 8-weight is good to start with because yeah. they're... 8-weight's great, 7-weight, and 6-weight. But the big stores are great, but the little stores are the ones that we really love, right? Like in Ottawa, we had a place called... Well, I worked for a shop years ago called Float, Paddle, and Fly. And it was just the boss of me. And we... It was... like He had the best shop in Ontario, man. Like I'm telling you, it was like stacked stocked and stacked to like the nines like he had kayaks he had all the fly tying material you could ever think of which we'll talk about later he had like 20 different rods from all kinds of different brands reels everything it was amazing mm-hmm. but the problem was it was so big you know right. that starting off like you got to get that mm-hmm. buzz going right you gotta, you gotta yeah take your stuff out of the door and it's too bad because like this guy was like really really me and greg were so Adamantly, we were passionate about fly fishing. We wanted to get everybody into it and help them out. So, you know, the service there was amazing. But this shop was awesome, and he had so many brands. There was another shop in Ottawa called – it was by it was an Orvis shop called uh, Green Drake. They oh, only yeah, carried Orvis. I've been there quite a bit. Didn't you work there? No, I didn't. But but I've, I've shopped there yeah. a bit. Like uh, when, I, when I restarted fly fishing yeah. uh, like uh, three, four years ago, that, that again, I, I a was decent. In, in Gatineau, so I, that's where I went. And again, a decent yeah, shop. Yeah, it was good. There was a guy upstairs that used to tie flies, and he was like so good at tying yeah, flies. I don't, yeah, he it was so good. good. It was it was really good. It was a tying for for customers too. Yeah. Like also. Yeah, he was a nice guy. But that shop again, you go in there, you get, you know, you get good service, you get good products, and and you support the little shops. I like the little shops. Yeah, me too. Especially for too. the specific stuff that we need. You know, it's not just about the products; it's the experience too. Absolutely. Like they 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 talk to you about not necessarily where to go, but you know, like yeah. Uh, Tips and advice Absolutely. and leader length. And-, and so that's the thing. If you're looking to get into fly fishing, go to a small shop and talk to the guys who know what they're talking about. And they, and they like fly fishing. They're passionate about it. And they want, they want to help you get on the river and, and really love the sport. So go to you know, a flip out and fly. Go to a green drake. Go to a drift in Toronto. That's our go-to shop with Rob. And, and talk to them about the stuff because they're going to help you out. So you go into the shop. You go into drift here in Toronto. And you're looking for a rod. Beginners. What rod do you start with? What do you think, Gab? Um, I think it doesn't matter the brand necessarily. I won't name any brands, but I would say low, like a, 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 a slow rod. Like there's, there's slow, there's medium, fast, there's fast. What does the different actions mean? Um, different action, yeah. And when you get to a low action rod, the bend is closer to the handle. And then medium, it's mostly in the middle. Yeah, and a about- fast action rod would be the tip. But you don't want to start with a fast action rod, fast fast action rod at the beginning because you're not going to understand necessarily how to load the rod properly. But again, too, it's a personal thing, right? Like that's why it's good to go into the shops because the guys can help you right I off the bat. I think it's a personal uh, thing to a certain extent. When you're a starter, it's not about your style necessarily. It's about being able to cast. 
So you discover what kind of caster you are after having trying so different stuff and after being to the river. So it's the rod that can help you learn. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's 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 what I think is the most important is the rod because yeah. you can have a crappy rod. Uh, I mean, a crappy reel on a really good rod, but you're not necessarily gonna go to your backing every single time you catch a fish. If you're in a in a small stream, you're never going to see your backing. Yeah, but before we even get into the backing and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, uh, how important is the rod compared to to others? You, know you don't want to talk about brands, but I do. I love TFO. I love Echo. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> casting with, with St. Croix. So. Yeah, and, and Sage is another great one. I've got a Sage rod. I've got a TFO rod. And um, actually, Fenwick's really nice. Too. Actually, that's a good point, though. Um, the reason why I love Echo is because it's, it's the step up, right? Price point quality from white river yeah so that's why yeah I love it. well great price and great quality yeah and helping you get into casting yeah how how quick did yoma learn on the river like we went out a couple times and by the end of it three times yoma was casting like really well mm-hmm. and i think i think a good rod definitely helped him get there that's another yeah. point to make too is uh if you want to be better at casting you know go out with guys who can cast and just follow suit i think that's a thing if you go out by yourself, you're just going to continue to yeah. make the same mistakes. And to be honest, I personally think that you could fish with the $80 scientific angler rod I had or $400 TFO rod, mm-hmm. and you're going to get the same results. It's about practice, and it's, it's about practice, yeah, getting comfortable yeah. with your rod, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all it's about. Preference, that's it. Yeah. But you will end up paying a lot more money if you start liking fly fishing because you want the expensive gear. Yoma knows all about yeah. that. And, and, and many, many rods. <laughs> <laughs> you will have many arguments with your, with your significant others. But. So for me, my thing is six or seven weight rod. That's going to set you up good to get out of fresh water and start fishing for bass. doesn't matter what the rod is. Any price, just, just get the rod, six, seven weight. And you're you're rocking with the rod. And we're just talking bass right now. We're just talking for bass, right? But or we're gonna get another. How to start? You know, whatever yeah. you have in your backyard. Yeah, whatever you whatever you've got. But like, but a bigger, heavier rod is a bit easier to start to start on. And so we should explain that too, actually. There's so much. I know. There's just so <laughs> layered. This is a two-hour episode. It's There's not. <laughs> it's not as crazy as it sounds, but fly fishing. It is, yeah, it's it is crazier than it sounds. Fly fishing is all about like the rods are broken into weights, and so weights mean. Basically, the, the lower the number, um, the lower the weight, the smaller the fish you're going to catch the rod on. So if you're going to fish for stream trout, you'll use a three weight or a four weight or a five weight. And those rods will fight the fish um, suitably. But then if you're going to fish for steelhead or you're going to fish for pike or anything like that, you're going to want to go eight weight and up or even a seven weight. Well, you, you can catch big fish on smaller rods. I think it depends, uh, too, on the flies. You know, you're not going to get a two weight. And cast um, intruders. So that's why you need a bigger, a bigger rod. But you can go into like people goes to New Zealand, and the rod is like a three white, and they're catching like trout, brown trout that are like thirty inches. <laughs> yeah, I mean it depends. Like how how I don't know. Like in terms of fighting the fish, I always thought that a lower weight is better for smaller fish. You're not gonna want to fight a big fish on a, a small rod because it's gonna hurt the fish. Yeah. Right, Yo? True. True. Uh, how many weights are there? Oh man, it goes Serious from question. it literally goes from one yeah. to like fourteen or something or twelve. Yeah, yeah. The, the marlin rods. So I think they're like fourteen. Fly fishing for marlin rods. I've yeah. heard I've heard oh. of those, and I've heard of like one weight rods, which is like a piece of spaghetti you fish like an aquarium. Right. Like they're so light. The I don't know who's using light. them. So, so like a foot long. Like for crappy whitefish. Like crappy? 
Or is, um, is that is that like the one? So like, for panfish, yeah, yeah for you panfish no, you would use you would use like panfish three or four weight. Yeah, like there's no reason to go super. Late. I, I never really understood that. If there is, honestly, email us, tell us, let us know, because I don't know what the point of really, really light rods is. Like, use a four weight for stream show. That's gonna get the job done, and you're not gonna be like fighting the fish for three hours and then right. for, just kill the thing. Like, you know, it's about being responsible as well. So, but the thing is, a six weight's kind of right in the middle, so it's great for beginners because you can fish a lot of fish on a six weight without any problems. Um, but yeah, if you want to email us in and tell us, give us the answer to. This light rod, heavy rod thing, please do. Uh, our email is at the so the so fly crew at gmail.com. So or visit us on Facebook. Tell us what you prefer as well. Like, uh, yeah, what do you use? Yeah, let us know on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, six weights a good introductory rod. And to Gab's point, the lines are the same thing. They're weighted as well, so you wouldn't use a three weight line on a six weight rod. Everything has to be balanced. There's a you can use like um. For example, I remember for my for my pike line, um, my rod is an eight weight, but I bought a nine weight uh, line. Yeah. Just because to to shoot like a to load the rod. A lot of rods and, and lines and, are like eight slash nine. Like yeah. my reels too, they're like eight slash nine slash ten. Like you can use it on whatever, right? So the, the gear is a depends little bit on interchangeable. The brand, depends on. Yeah, it depends on all that stuff. Gear is interchangeable, which is good. But yeah. um, so, anyways, you've got your six weight rod. Doesn't matter what it is. What do you do next? What did you do next, Yoma? Well, okay, so first, before we go there, um, there's different materials, aren't there? There's like, because I had this conversation uh, with Chris and Jeff, like, whether I'm getting fiberglass or bamboo. Oh, or... rods, rod material. Don't get bamboo. Oh, my God. Don't get bamboo. Oh Why not? Well, you're not going to get a bamboo, bamboo. bamboo. He's, I know, he's but... catching more fish than... Well, you're not going to go to Drift or any stores and get a bamboo rod. They don't make them commercially. Well, maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. But they're handmade. If you're... I think bamboo rods are great if you... It's it's a specialty rod. Like if you've been fly fishing and you're like, you know what, I want to try bamboo. It's kind of cool, but to start with, I don't know. What if you break it? What if you break it? You can you can start with it, but yeah, I mean, it's bamboo's. The fishing with a bamboo fly rod is is purely in the. I mean, there is a difference in the way it feels. It's slower. It's heavier, and I kind of like fishing like that for trout. But it's in the experience. Like it's the same reason you would. Have a benchmade reel. It's the quality of it, and you know the stories behind the thing. It's what makes fly fishing so much better. It's why people tie their own flies because there's craft put into it, and there's attention to it, and it feels better when you catch a fish on something that's wholesome like that. I'm drawing a blank. So bamboo, yeah, bamboo, fiberglass, and graphite. graphite. Yeah, and typically most rods are graphite. Yeah, now well, that's what I think. Yeah. There's a new there's a new trend, or like um, um, fiberglass is really coming back. Like, uh, we saw, like, the Fenwick, they're coming back. Um, Echoes is doing even Spayra, double-hand Spayra. I never fished with that, a glass. Um, that's um, fiberglass. I did. That's how I started back in the days. And it's fun, you know. It's slow. It, it, it shoots the line. And, and it's easy. You know, you feel you feel the rod when you cast it. You feel it low. Yeah. But it's I slower, think right? It is It is slower. Yeah. Now I use graphite because I like to cast faster and mm-hmm. pretend to be... Graphite's really responsive. Like, it's a quick... Yeah, like yeah. You can whip it around, and it really goes. So I guess for beginners, I would say graphite. Stick to graphite. Yeah. And then uh, once you get the feel of it... And then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Fly is one of those things where you can... You can go any direction. Like, it, like it's personal preference. Like, it's yeah. so big on that. For me, it's just getting the line in the water. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Um, if if go, taking it slow um, is your thing, I would say try fiberglass. I might even try it this summer. 
Uh, yeah, but newbies, I wouldn't even bother. Really? Yeah. No. Why? Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> start with a graphite. Who start with a graphite rod. It'll it'll help you get the feel of it quick. And then once you know how to cast, then you can go and try other rods. Because if you go from a fiberglass rod to a graphite rod, your cast is going to be whack. Because you're going to be used to a slow rod. Oh, as soon sense. as you yeah, pick up you, graphite, sense, yeah. right? Mm. Or you start slow and then you like you decide I want to go faster and then you then you, you switch. Yeah. But if you're gonna go want to go business straight. Straight up, you just go graphite. This is good bourbon, by the way. We're drinking bourbon today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, bullet bourbon. It's bullet bourbon. My girlfriend got me into it oh, this summer. Someone loves you. Yeah, That's yeah. Good bourbon. Well, I'm been... like, you know, drinking shit beer, and she's like, hey, why don't we do some old-fashioned? I'm like, who the hell are you? You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> you've been into the... Uh... I'll keep you. <laughs> yeah, you're a keeper. Oh, you've been big into the old-fashions lately, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been... Uh into the old-fashioned so if we did do, do start slurring like i just did there it's because of the bourbon yeah it's also like oh it's two okay <laughs> it's two o'clock but anyways the rod is selected you've got yourself your graphite rod you've got a six weight or seven weight but you've got that nice entry level graphite rod so now you need to get a reel jesus <laughs> and, and i wouldn't worry too much about the reel in this instance because or you can go tankara and have no reel at all Oh, yeah, man. Let's but I, I don't want to talk about it because I have no idea what it is. Yeah. But with the reel, it's all... Like, a lot of guys call the reel the line holder. Like That's all it does mm-hmm. for the most part. Until you get into salmons and steelheads, like which is up in the 8-9 region, weight, then it's more... Then you're going to want a good drag system because people have also... Their reels have literally caught on fire because a salmon has run the line straight out to the river and the cork rubbing against and it, it like yeah. blew up. Like people brought reels into the shop I worked at and there was like, it was like charred. Like oh the God. inside. Or like, like a plastic mechanism and yeah. when you're done with your fish, there's actually no mechanism at all. <laughs> it's all it's stripped. Yeah. It's stripped, yeah. So the reel is like not super important. Like you don't have to worry about getting super expensive reel. Like just yeah. get something that works. Mm-hmm. That's what works. I've been told to actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By a couple people. What was your first reel? White River. Oh, it's that way. Yeah, it was a White River, and I put that down quick because that seized. I don't think that was well. Oh yeah, I remember that on the river. You're getting all kinds of problems with it. Yeah, and then it got. What was happening with it? It was just. It was. It was seizing. It was like it was funny. I don't think the swivel or something was uh, wasn't working right. Mechanisms. Yeah, the internal um, quantum. (laughs) uh, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So what was happening? It it would. When I would reel the line in, it would get caught, but not on anything but the reel itself. It was like, I don't know what it was. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. Anyways. Yeah, it was just a cheap reel, right? Yeah, so it was it just a cheap reel. It was still working. Like, like how many times am I, am I reeling? You know, yeah, because, yeah. You know, so, like, it didn't matter. But someone like me, I'm, I went right into driven. like, okay, what's cool looking? What's flashy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Anyways, and I and I got something. I like the reels that click. Actually, I like the clicking noise. I love to hear that. I don't know why, but yeah, uh, it tells you it's working. Yeah, so I got a I got an echo, four weight echo, and uh, yeah, I've been using metal that. metal uh, for uh, for trout. And then I got uh, I now this is a beautiful reel. Oh, this is so nice, man. Yeah, it's, and you know what? Oh, this your is echo a, one. Well, no, his uh, no, the Reddington. The Reddington. Oh, the Reddington. oh yeah. yeah well, next. this is a case of like flashy and nice. Mm-hmm. Also works really well really really well super smooth real super smooth and uh um it's in case in, in clothes right so i can use it in salt water as well um sealed yeah sealed yeah and it's it's 
Which do you know like the the name of this reel? Like I don't know. I think it's a, it's a Reddington. I don't know. I and it's a, blue. Yeah, it's blue. It's, it's blue. like bright blue. I think it's the only bright blue Reddington uh, six way. So that'll be easy the, to find. It's yeah, blue. on the on the market, <laughs> and it's and it's a great price too. When you got that reel, I was so happy. I was like, yes, it's gonna look good. Yeah, my photography. <laughs> that's it all. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I care about. Yeah. Until yeah, I get so. better, I'm a poser, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, like reels aren't super important, but they, you know they have to work for you. If it's plastic and it's sticking and it's it's not working properly, you're like, what's the point? Just just step up a little bit. You can spend a hundred bucks and get a reel that'll last you for ages. Like I went to the Baron and I bought Fluger's Fluger reels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. two of them for both a hundred bucks, and they're metal and so they're sturdy. Like metal's obviously good because you're dropping your reel, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Sturdy as hell. It, the drag system's great, smooth. I've had them for like eight years, and I still those are still my main reels for for bass on my six weight rods. And I started with them, and I'm, I'll never, ever stop using them. Actually, my, I've got three, actually. Uh, my my very first reel was a Martin made in the States when Martin was still mm. kind of a good company. And uh, But, like, it was aluminum and eventually just banned. You couldn't even reel anymore. Oh, really? But it was awesome, like, uh, at first. But, uh, yeah, with a fiberglass rod, mm-hmm. it was, like, an old Martin. I, I found it at my dad the other day. I was like, hey, can I just keep it, put it in my, mm-hmm. in my bo- bookshelf? So now it's... I removed it because I was like, "This is not vintage; it's just <laughs> yeah. old." But it, it looks kind of oh, there. Cool. Okay, so it's the Reddington. Oh, the Rise, Rise. the Rise, yeah, the Reddington Rise. It's the series, and it's a, it's a beautiful reel, and um, totally recommend it. Like Reddington's been doing some really cool stuff lately with their gear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they attract to 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 guys like us, you know, kind of like bombish kind of fly fisher. Yeah, like the and it's really nice reel for a great price. So yeah. you can't go wrong with that. But me- get get a metal reel. Just just make sure it's metal. Aluminum metal. Yeah, just make sure it's metal because you're gonna want a sturdy reel. You don't want to drop it and have a chip. Yeah, it's plastic. You know. I, know. Like, mm-hmm. I just came back from uh, just washing my hands and I saw a micro machine. Mitch, do you have a micro machine collection? Micro machine. Oh, you mean like the little yeah, car? Yeah, car. No, I got just that. brought back some really beautiful <laughs> childhood memories there. I got that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you still have the way? carpet? That's a little white Porsche I got sitting on my bathroom cabinet. High five. Like, right on. I'm sorry. I got that. <laughs> that's awesome. You know where that's from? A Kinder Egg. Really? Yeah. I got a Kinder Egg and popped her open. That's cool. Sorry. Yeah. I'm boycotting Kinder Eggs now. They're sexist. You know, they have the blue one and the pink one now. Oh, do they? Yeah. I like the pink one, though. Yeah, I like the really? pink one, too. Yeah. What the hell is So you're sexist. Yeah, what's going ah, on? Maybe. <laughs> I thought I was a modern man. Huh? But anyways, the real isn't important. Just get one on your six-weight. I mean, it is important, all that stuff. But just get a metal one for your six-way rod and worry about the line. Put some money into the line because the line is the most important thing on your rig for sure. This is what I've heard. This is this is the thing. It lasts forever, really. As yeah. long as you lubricate it, it lasts forever. Yeah, and clean it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, clean, clean, yeah, clean your line. And So what am I looking at? Okay, so I'm a new caster, right? Um, I've been told to go double tapered, right? Don't then, do it. This is what Gab said. But then I did the, um, the weight forward. On my, uh, on, my, on my steelhead uh, rod. Well, I call it a steelhead rod because it's six. But, and I've been casting so much better. So, what I do think, I do? I think double tapered is only good for one thing. When the end of your line is, is uh, broken, mm-hmm. then you can switch to the other end. Oh, I but see. under than that, yeah. no, I, there's no, there's nothing wrong with double taper. It's just different. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that use double tapered lines are really, really experienced fly casters. Like they're guys who know how to use double tapered line. And a double taper line is heavy on both ends. Mm-hmm. So in the middle, it's smaller. Now, a lot of guys use it for roll casts. So guys who fish really tight streams, small streams, right. will use um, double taper lines. 
because they're just doing roll yeah. casts. But the, these these guys are like old school because double taper is an old school line. It is, yeah. Like weight forward is the other type of line, and that's what we all use because it's great. The taper is on the end, so the line shoots. It's heavier on the end that you're right. shooting. So weight forward is like our go-to. I would never use a double taper line because why would I? Yeah, well, that, that's it. That's I think that's the 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 regular thing to, to do. But again, it's a preference thing, right? Right. Some guys yeah. only use double taper line, and but that's it, there's it, nothing wrong with that. Well, I started it, off with that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I started off with double tapered, and um, maybe because of that, I got better at my casting because it was harder. It, so when that's I went true. To, yeah, so mm-hmm. it could be, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know what guys used to do? Uh, they would come in and buy a double taper line and string it all out, cut it in half, and it would be two small weight forward lines. <laughs> and then they would put those on their reels, and it was like, oh, okay, just yeah. get a weight forward line. Get a weight forward line. <laughs> my favorite, Rio. I love Rio lines. Yeah, I love Rio weight forward lines, and I have them on all my reels. Except for my one Orvis line, which is actually insanely awesome. Right. What do you use for your um, your bamboo rod? Oh, so my bamboo You're rod. using silk? <laughs> yeah, man. I use, yeah, that's actually true. Back in a expensive. long time ago, they used to use silk lines and they would dry them. Some people still do uh, because of the, exactly the same thing, right? Preference and all, and all that stuff. But I use, uh, I use a weight forward, um, five weight, real line, and it's a white line. And I use it for, from on my, on my, uh, my uh, bill ball and reel, and I put that on my my bamboo rod, and yeah. I'm freaking rocking, baby, out to the races. I but it. I like my reel lines; that's what I use. You make that rod? Did I make that rod? Didn't you say you made that rod? The bamboo one? Yeah. No, God. Your uncle did. Joe Joe Amaral made it. He's oh. uh, yeah, he builds bamboo rods. Bamboo rods are really um, they're like that's building bamboo rods is nuts, man. Like if you guys want a couple hours of just like, whoa, that's crazy. Like just, or like, you know, just YouTube mm-hmm. building a bamboo rod. It's like trigonometry involved and uh, in like cane, bamboo canes and splitting them. It's really, really awesome. Like subjects I failed in high school. And, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. It's really cool. But that's, that's what I use on my, uh, that's what I like to use on my five weight bamboo rod. But Yelma, what, like, what was your first, what was the first line you got? I got a, I think it was a Rio double tapered. Uh, mm-hmm. There a weight to it? Like it's a yeah, 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 still be, yeah, it'll still be. I can't remember. Yeah. What weight was your rod again? My rod was uh, six. Six? Okay, that's so probably six. So it's just a six. Yeah. So, so yeah, wait, so wait, but it's, it could be five to six weight. Yeah. Right? Okay. So it's probably. Yeah. So why'd you, why, why'd you get double tapered? Did you just jump in? No, um, I was told to get double tapered is when I did my research um, for my first my first uh, cast out there. It was just, I, I think people, some people said it was more controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first thing you should do. Uh, you know, I'm getting different viewpoints from everybody. I mean, that's what the internet's for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, then you moved to double. So then I moved. Yeah. So after that, I moved to wait for because of my good hit, my good friends here, Mitch and Gab, and my casts just start getting better and better. Rio. Uh, it was a Rio. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Rio. Um, nice. I love Rio. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, the guys at Drift put it on my my line my rock my reel for me and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Double double hauling in no time, really. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah double was, hauling. Yeah. yeah, and now I look like a pro. Well, at least I look like a pro. And casting and stuff is something <laughs> we could talk about later on. But yeah. like, we don't even have the rig yet at this stage of the thing. Gab, what did you? What do you? What kind of line do you like to use in your six um, weight for bass? For for bass, I use the Nate weight. Okay. Um, just because I'm cheap and I like. I, to I have, like using my A weight too, actually. For yeah, bass. I am. I don't like to have too many rods. I have two, and I use them a lot. Like I. So my eight weight, I call it not necessarily my bastard. I call it my my. I, I do steelhead with it, but it's my my um, warm water rod. I do a lot of, uh, of 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 carp fly fishing with it. 
bath, and I got an airflow on it, airflow of forty plus, and I got it in a nine weight just because I I don't like to false cast too much, and especially when I fish downtown Toronto, there's no back back cast uh, space, so I just do one two and then shoot it all out. So the forty plus works for me. Hey, so why am I using a four weight for trout and a six weight for smallies? Okay, yeah. So that, I think that's a good question. Because, yeah. because they're similar in size. Am I wrong? Four and six? No, the, the two... Um, the two fish. Spe- yeah, two species of fish. Oh, I see. Right? So, and then trouts can sometimes pull... Oh, man, I don't know. Let me tell you something here. Yeah, this is what I'm asking. Four-weight rod. Tell me I, Okay, I use a five-weight rod for, fish, for trout fishing. Okay. I wouldn't use that rod for fishing bass in a river because bass are typically, man, those things, like, pull. Like, those are... They can get really big. And in right. a river, the current makes them even harder to bring in, right? Because when you're fishing a bass in a heavy current river, right. you're fighting the current too. You're not just fighting the fish. Well, so, so you need a, the current. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. the current. So you need a, you need a rod with a bit of back to it, right? Because you don't want to you know put too much stress on the fish, and you obviously don't want to break your rod, right? Okay. So the, the four weight's good for string trout, and it's it's good in small streams because you you know it's not smallmouth rivers are very different from from stream trout rivers mm-hmm. in that they're usually deeper. Smallmouth hang out a bit deeper. Deep pools, so yeah, you're, you're going to be fighting a lot of current. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, so you need a bit of a heavier rod for them. And honestly, man, bass, like I've never caught a trout that fought like a bass did. Yeah, no way. Like bass fight, like smallies, pull, man. Yeah, I use I use an eight weight, and the reason is, is because of the size of my flies. When I when I know that I'm going for bass, I'm, I love top water, yeah. and I love using mouse, yeah. and I love using giant streamers. So mostly eight weight because I use big big flies. It's a really good point too. Big flies. If you're big throwing rods. big flies, you can, you're not going to do it with a small a small rod because you need to, a backbone to throw those. Big you flies. can cast a a popper with a four weight, but you might do a lot of back casting before yeah, you, before throwing it. You're going to lose a, some flies too. Decent distance. So yeah. So is that a nice segue into flies? Because I wouldn't even know what to yeah. start with, with with smallmouth. I mean, I haven't fish. I haven't fly fish. For smallmouth ever, it's only really trout. Yeah, I haven't done. I haven't done that. I thought you did last summer in uh, Halliburton. We will. Spinning, spinning. Oh, you spun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. It's so oh, I hate man, to hear that. Sorry. On a lake, it's a different story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. well, you could you know fly fishing on for smallies on a lake is a lot of fun, but uh, on rivers, like it's fly fishing is the only way. Do it on a river, man. So much fun. So we're gonna do, we'll do that this summer. Yeah, flies. Let's talk about flies. Mm-hmm. Smallie flies. What what's your go to? Well, you haven't done it yet. I haven't What's done your it yet. go-to? My go-to, it's uh, poppers, mouse, and crayfish. Okay, That's so, all three. Okay, so you got your poppers, so you got your top water. Yeah. Your mouse, again, kind it's of top water. It's also top water, but you, I, I swing them, like escape them instead of uh, popping them mm-hmm. like a, like a poppers. Like they're running along the surface yeah, of the water. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if I go um, for something in the water, like streamer, yeah. um, I go for something that looks like a crayfish because they love they love damn crayfish. Yeah, cray- yeah smallmouth. <laughs> Love crayfish. Yeah, also the uh, uh, largemouth bass too. Mm-hmm. Well, to go from the very beginning, for for people who are like brand new to this, um, let's just say really quick, flies are the things you use on the end of your line to catch the fish, and they're made of <laughs> animal hair, feathers, and um, uh, they synthetic materials. So a mouse pattern would be made of spun deer hair. So it's literally deer hair that's spun on the shank of the hook and then cut with scissors to make it look like a mouse. I use both. I use foam and deer hair. Yeah, foam's a good synthetic to use for bass. People like doing that. Yeah. But for bass, for me, um, leech patterns um, made with marabou. Um, mice patterns as well in the morning. 
nuts, man. Like, holy Christ. Like, they smoke them in the morning. Mm-hmm. And crayfish as well. Crayfish for smallmouth bass is, like, deadly. Yeah. And white leeches. Yes. Streamers. Yes. White bunny streamers. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. Yeah. Go big or go home. That's what I think about bass. That was the best that eat all those. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? I've caught bass, smallmouth bass, on um, 18 flying ant patterns. Oh, no. In the river, especially, they do. Like, they, they feed on. Like, if there's a hatch, you yeah. can. It was a hatch, yeah. yeah. It was you a flying can do ant. do it hatch. on the and dry flies, on nymphs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're opportunistic, right? They're, they're not, it's not like a trout that's going to feed on that specific hatch. They're going to feed on whatever. Bass? Oh, man. Bass will feed in a hatch. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, right. yeah, but I mean they're not as like specific. Yeah, they seem to hit. As... They seem to hit just like any kind of pattern that you know mimics life. You know, like a mm-hmm. good stream with a lot of action to it. Like my toe, I'm swimming. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have no teeth. They'll just suck on it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like they they hit streamers like that just look like a good meal, and so that's why. Uh, up at Steph's cottage, they have a cottage. Her family's got a cottage in Quebec, mm-hmm. and it's on this like spring-fed lake, and it's like so such a nice oh, lake. Right? It's so it's clean, so, so clean. There's like a, there's lake trout deep down. We should go there this summer. Yeah, they get some nuts. There's like five cottages on this thing, right? And it's like drive-in, and they're all like family cottages. And uh, the smallmouth in this lake mm-hmm. are out of control. Like they're huge, and they when you when you get them, right. I always use a white bunny leech, just what works, and I sight fish for them. So when I see them there, I I pull the line just in front of them, and I, I really play with it to make it look like, you know, life. And that's when they smoke it. And I can see them do it because the water's so clear. And then they just run, like, 30 feet down, and it's, like, the most ridiculous, like, smallmouth fishing ever. But that's what it's like fishing smallies yeah. on the lake. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I started fishing, uh, fly fishing for smallies, uh, it was on the Ottawa River, and it was on the five weight, like, just my trout, my, my trout rods. Yeah. And I used to go, you know, Mickey Finn, all these like tradition. That's what I used to tie, you know, like very traditional kind of mm-hmm. streamers. Mickey Finn muddlers would work. Prince Nymph mm-hmm. on river bass. And those bass are on the Ottawa Champlain, typically eight to ten inches. They're small. Yeah, but um, there's a couple that get big. Don't get me wrong, but mostly fishing Champlain in Ottawa is like is like is like that. It's yeah, like eight yeah. inch fish. Eight inches. Yeah, like like not very big bass get wide right yeah. but like they're yeah, they're really short it. they're short little guys but like the, the lake man i'm telling you like at, at steph's cottage like the fish are like 18 to 20 inch bass like slabs. these are nice okay this is this is what i'm having trouble with you know we've been friends for about a year and a half and i haven't gotten an invite <laughs> it's going on two years last our, our relationship let and, me tell you, you know, maybe when it's gonna be two years you'll be able and i bought a new car now mitch we gotta you know let's <laughs> Man, this is gonna be the summer. I'm telling you. Last <laughs> summer, I fished that lake one time. I only got out there once, but it was it was good. This summer, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. we can go out to Buckshot too, like uh, which is up in the Addington Highlands, and that's where I Where's learned Buckshot? to uh, Addington Highlands. So it's kind of towards Caladar, and then up in the in the in the forest there. Let's go to Halliburton. And Halliburton. I love too. Halliburton waters, man. And you know them, yes, because you've fished, spin fished on them yeah. for so long. Let's do it. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's transferable. You go to the spots where you catch them on spinning rods, mm-hmm. and you just use a fly instead. And yeah. it's it, it's funny how different it feels when you get a smallie on a fly rod compared to a spinning rod. You know, you're fighting with your hands. And that's another thing that we should talk about, that tie everything together. Your rod's great. It's important. You, can, you need that backing on it when you're fishing in a lake for smallmouth. Your, your line and your reel, you don't really use your reel that much. Like, a lot of the time fishing bass, you use your hands to fight yeah, the fish. Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, I I would use the reel if they pull the line out. 
Oh yeah, well that's, that's, that's how it. I do. Like um, when, do when I hook the fish and then I'm pulling with my hand, I'm stripping with my hand. Um, if they if they're not taking that line off my hand, then you use I'll, your hand. Just use my hand, yeah. And you fight with your your, le- your left or right hand. Yeah, but when they when it's a big fish, and then like I get tangled in my feet and fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're in the river next next to the fish. And that's kind of like how every fishing trip for us goes. But <laughs> flies and fly fishing for bass. That's what we're gonna get into next. We're going to talk about smallmouth fishing, we're going to talk about largemouth fishing, and we're going to talk about more about how we got into it and the flies that we, we used to get into it, and, and the challenges behind catching that first fish, and then knowing how to do it from then on. So I want to set the... I want to say something. I, <laughs> what, have, got, okay, what, what are you going to say? I have been... Okay, I'm a music lover. Every genre, every sub-genre, mm-hmm. I love. I've been following Kanye ever since College Dropout, um, ever since before... Well, he was producing tons of albums, and the kid is incredibly talented. And um, he's an asshole now. Doesn't, but why are we judging him? Why are we pro- persecuting this guy who's just making uh, beautiful music? I know some of the things are harsh. I know he's mean. I know he's an asshole. I know he's stupid. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> don't listen. Like, what's the point of bothering yeah. him even listening to? Yeah, don't listen to that. That's not the music. Put on his music, yeah, man. Um, I don't even listen to his lyrics now because I know that his lyrics are a little bit charged up. As my, you know, I'm more of a conscious um, hip hop lover. So when I hear Kanye, some of his lyrics, I just ignore and I listen to the sound because I think that's what he's good at. He's good at mixing the music together and making the energy amazing. This last album that he made is like a mix between my dark, uh, dark twisted fantasy and uh, yeah. and uh, Jesus. Jesus and those he basically it's it's a it's a bit of both worlds and and it's probably one of my top three albums now and it's the newest one and it's like the song I can't stop listening to it the song you did with the the instrumental of Curtis Mayfield yeah yeah he's he's he's, pretty good I mean he's good at using other people's music but he's good at (laughs) he's good at making and the thing is like you you know like that's just my personal opinion I mean just because I feel like I've just been friends with the guy because I've been following him for so long Mm. you know so I've seen him as a good guy and I've seen him as an asshole I've never listened to I only listen to one band that's I like I never listen I only listen to the tragically hip because they're the only band you need to listen to (laughs) no he's got a he's got a point (laughs) he doesn't do anything else you're just wasting time I actually just Sold like my Boran, my Irish drum and stuff. I was like, you know, fiddle tunes and stuff. Yeah. But I listened to so much that yeah. I got so sick of it. I've been listening to Yo Yo Ma lately. Yo Yo, he's nice. great. There's a he's an album with um, Bobby McFerrin. Mm. It is fan fantastic. I bet. Yeah. But anyways, Bass um, fly fishing. Yeah, we're back. We're we're back after a short little break. We got some more bourbon going. Gab set his camera up so we can get some pictures up on social because that's that's uh, the key. Yeah, that's part of it, right? Like let's let's. Are we going to show us? Are you going to take a picture right yeah, now? Man. We're so, we're so beautiful. Uh, All right, guys, I'm going to pose. I'm hungover. I'm going to pose like serious Mitch over a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Like me and Yom are in a heated, a heated discussion. His hat's on yeah, tight. My hat's on tight. It's He's got his hook ears. hat on. Gab's got his hook shirt yeah, on. Technical issues here. Says my memory we're gonna... card cannot be used. <laughs> oh, Gab, Gab's memory card can't be used. Okay. Memory card issues. I don't know why. Oh, right on. It's right on. the beach. Yeah. Been a beach. Gab doesn't know, know how to use a camera. I don't. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm gonna put it on a little. <laughs> but anyways, no, just kidding. Gab is a. Phenomenal. Let's get it talking about bass fishing now, because like that's now that you've gone into the store, you've got your rod, you've talked to the guys. I'll do it after. You got your reel. You got your line. You got your six weight or eight weight rod. 
You got your rod. You got your wait forward line. <laughs> it's time to get out there and start learning how to cast. And you could do this first before going on the river. Go out to your backyard or your, your, you know, like a baseball park and just start. I do it all the time. And just dry cast on the land. Because that'll, that'll give you a feel for it, right? That's what I did when I started. I've even been doing it during the uh, winter this season. Yeah, just There's no snow. Yeah. I just go to baseball field and, and cast. Yeah, it's a great way to, to practice. But now you've got all your stuff and you, and you need to get on the river. Bass is, is a great way to start. Doug Walkers thinks I'm insane. Yeah, They're always like, hey, what do you fish for? Oh, my God, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> going to put a real hook and a wiener at the end of it to see if your dog's going to like it. <laughs> it's the worst. What are you fishing for? What are you fishing for? Go away. Get out of here. But bass is pretty readily available fish, so it's a good good fish to fish for. And that's what I started fishing. I started fishing for bass. And so I got a six-weight rod and all that stuff lined up. I go out to Buckshot Lake, actually. That's the first place I caught a bass. And it was in the morning and um, super calm waters and the smallmouth. I could see them eating stuff on the surface. And I was like, oh, nice. So I just kind of waited out and I cast a mouse out. And I started skimming it along. And there's, like, fog on the water. It's, like, sunny, all that stuff. And super calm. It's, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. It's not super early, but boom. Big smallmouth comes up and smokes my mouse. And it was, like, so cool, man. That was the first bass I ever caught. And it was, like, a crazy bite. You know I've never caught a smallmouth on top water. On really? any topwater lure? On any topwater lure. I've really? never, I've oh, never. Oh, man. Trout is the only, yeah, and I know. I, uh, trout is the only thing that I've caught topwater, or on the surface, I should say. But the dry fly. Yeah, the dry fly. But. Um, smallies never. Mm. So I've never been able to witness that beautiful moment. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, just wait because you will this summer. But I think I think what you what you do is for fly fishing for bass. What is the first thing you do? So you're at the river and you're, you're, and you're looking at the river. What do you do? You just cast. You just like just anywhere. Yeah, I, you know if there there's trees in the water. Yeah, or, so that's the thing, right? Yeah. Bass like structure. Yeah, just they, like do. they do like structure. They're looking for a place to hide, and they're looking for a place with... with get away from the sun. Yeah. So what they'll do is they'll sit behind rocks, they'll sit behind, uh, like in pools, they'll sit behind logs, and they'll just kind of wait for, in a river, they'll wait for stuff to float their way, and then they'll hop out It's and grab the same it. thing in the lake, man. It's the same thing in the yeah. lake. Yeah, you're right. It's, they, they sit in structure. Yeah. Now, here's the difference between smallies and larvies, in my head. Smallies like rocks, and they like rocky shores, and they like rocky bottoms, and they eat a lot of crayfish off the bottom and stuff like that. Largemouth bass are, like, thick in the weeds. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Which is tough on a fly rod because you're just going to get snagged over and over and over again. That's why you need a big rod. You need to get that or fly out of the weeds. Or just pull. Yeah. But, man, like, there's weedless flies that just mm-hmm. have a piece of mono line covering yeah. the hook. Right. I've never – I've always cut it off because it's like you miss so many hook sets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't – I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really use it. Like, even when I tie my own my own poppers, I don't even put a weed guard on it. Mouth, it's better same to just thing. take the weeds off, right? Yeah. But if you're going to go and you're going to fish largemouth or smallmouth bass, largemouth, look for the weeds. Smallmouth, look for the big logs, the pools. Slower mm-hmm. water as well for, for Fall. largemouth. Oh, yeah. Like fallen like trees. Small. Yeah. But like smallies, I find, are more like trout in that they... They live like more trout-ish type of water. They hang out in the river. They hang out at the same place. For a lake, it's different. Uh, trout, you'll find them in deeper water, but smallies too. Yeah, it's you find smallies in like yeah. 30, 40 feet of water. Yeah, you can you can use um um. Uh, say it, I forgot. Say it. I forgot what I was going to say. Google. Bottom bouncer. No, no, no. Um. What's spin fish? Um. With a weight, uh, the. Oh, like a, yeah, like a nymph or something? Yeah, yeah. A weighted nymph? Well, I use, uh, like, big streamers, and I just drop them right down. Because you can use sinking lines, too. Sinking lines? That's yeah, the word yeah, I was yeah. looking for. 
Well, they, For God's sake. <laughs> Sorry, I'm French. I I don't know English at all. Sinking lines bring you right down to the bottom, and then, you know, that's where the spawns are hanging out in the summer, like in the middle of the day. You just, like, kind of let it float down there. Mm-hmm. You just pull a little bit here, and it twitch like a minnow, and that's it. But it's like, yeah, it's really not. Well, let's talk about the action. The action of the flies? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. What are we mimicking here? Bloop. 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 That's a, you need a little twitch to get that, that dying fish out. Yeah, you need right? twitch. I, yeah. I like minnow patterns and leech patterns. I love leech Streamers. patterns. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, that's my go-to fly on a lake. Any lake I go to, if I don't know it, I use a, a marabou black marabou leech mm-hmm. because you'll pretty much every time catch something or at least you'll learn about what works and what doesn't. Because right. color matters too, I think. <laughs> I asked Mitch if I could put some uh, power bait scent on my flies and... Oh. I still have the red slap mark from from him on my face. <laughs> he just bait. bitch slapped me. You know, I'll, I'll come fast. Um, when I go for carp, I do it sometimes. Yeah. If they're if they're super finicky, if they're finicky, I just you know I rub the fly under my armpit, <laughs> give it carp some sand. Gab, you are the worst with that. Uh, yeah, carp fishing. No, no, man, no, it's man. cool. I'm, good I'm with it's, Gab on this. I'll never awesome. side with Gab. I try not okay. to, but like we we gotta. I want to do it. I've heard great things about it. You know that. what? You Every guys time have I fun. go for carp, I like I never catch anything under ten pounds. Uh, I think just just this, yeah. just the weight. Yeah. I think it sells it. Yeah, carp yeah. fishing is the worst. You're like my dad. Yeah. Like, I will never reduce myself to this. Yeah. Well, you're missing out, buddy. Yeah, carp, yeah it's cool. I'll, I'll give it a whirl this summer. You, you, you will this summer. I promise you will. You can take it off. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Carp, man. Mm. Gross. <laughs> they got those googly eyes. They just look straight into your soul. They're beautiful. They're and then beautiful. they burp at you. And, uh, they burp. And, they burp, they burp. They burp. and then they're staring deep into your soul. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, God. Oh. Get out of here, man. They're like, they're like... <laughs> They're like chubby women with Such mustaches. A Such a hater. <laughs> I don't like carp. You know, they you, we we gain the know them better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we give it a whirl this summer. But, but bass, this is going to be the summer. You only catch a smallmouth on, on a fly, fly rod. On a fly Yes, rod. because I love my smallies. Now, streamers are great, but we also said we like crayfish patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, crayfish pattern is a, is, is a streamer. Yeah. Because when you look at like a woolly bugger... Wait, what does it look? What a bully bugger look well, like a fish or or a crayfish going? Could you make a things? crayfish? Does it have to be that? Like, can it be through the like the, the sponge material? Or the, oh no, you can right? make you a crayfish can do, with, with that, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. And even crayfish. like other streamers yeah. would look like crayfish. It's and then not again, like, a basic thing difference between streamers and all these other flies. So flies, you got dry flies, which are surface flies. You've got um, streamers, which are like kind of more material. They're made to look like a minnow or something like a leech or something. Then something you've got, underwater. Um, yeah. And then you've got nymphs. Nymphs and dry flies like really replicate insects. Streamers can too, but mostly it's just like something that attracts the fish and, and it's a big meal for them. It's something they'll hit with lots of action. Okay, so if I'm on lake, yeah. right? Okay, so the river thing, I think we we cap Yeah. We captured that. Mm-hmm. And where to look for on the river and how to fish for but what what are we doing? On the river, it's just like trout, right? Pools, right. rocks, yeah. trees, any kind of structure. Riffles at the end of a rapid, you know, where the water slows down, it looks a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Try, try those. Spots. So what if, what, what if there's no movement in the water? So if on the lake, it's flat. How am I? Am I? How are you gonna know? Because you can't see the bottom. Right. Well, how, is it top water? Am I? What am I doing? Okay, it's top water. I only fish top water at night or in the morning. I only fish top water. 
<laughs> period. <laughs> period. <laughs> like I only every time I go for bass, I just cast uh, poppers or mouse until I catch something in the rivers. <laughs> well, that was almost a punch in the face. In the rivers? Yeah, in the rivers. Yeah, in a lake. Just, but I'm yeah, stubborn. in the rivers, sure. But in a lake, it's different because. You could be casting a topwater over 20 feet of water well, and yeah, no, no fish around. You have no idea. That, that I wouldn't. Now, here's a good thing that even – like everybody that fishes knows, like whether you're spinning or bait casting or fly fishing, whatever. Topographic maps for lakes are mm-hmm. so key. Mm-hmm. Right. They show you the structure and, they, and then you can go, okay, well, there's – Common sense. Yeah. It's like if, if that looks like a spot with big drop-off, then there's probably some fish there because mm-hmm. they like that – influx in depth and there's places to hide or the channels yeah you need or to the know channels. the bottom yeah you need to know the bottom of the river but that comes with learning but if you're fresh to a lake and you're in a boat and you're like where should i go i always do islands because there's always structure around islands mm-hmm. and fish mm-hmm. just hang out around makes sense i always do bays you always do bays because mm-hmm. there's structure and there's influx in depth in bays influx and all depth uh, weeds weeds yep. yeah fallen trees in the bay exactly look for weeds look for i trees. go for bays bays and i don't have a lot of experience in 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 lakes because i've never had a boat mm-hmm Bays but, are great, yeah. But yeah, bays, you know, shallow bays, mm-hmm. flats even, kind of something that looks kind of like a flat. Yeah, for sure. Like those With are great muddy spots. bottom. Yeah, like weeds and stuff like that are key also, like if you're going for large mm-hmm. But if I'm on, if I'm hitting the river or lake for the first time and I'm kind of like there at noon, I'm not going to use top water. I'm going to use a streamer and I'm going to go to weeds and I'm just going to cast streamers into the weeds and strip them through. By stripping through, I mean pulling the line through the guides to make it look like it's moving. Because you don't use the reel. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I, we can drift, and it'd be good, and I'll be, you know, I'd feel, you know, but then when I'm on the lake, I can't drift? No. Oh, you can. <laughs> you just drift. You can. Oh, there's yeah. currents in lakes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could drift, like, if you have a sinking line, or not even. Like, if it's, like, 15 feet deep, and you're just mm-hmm. floating in a bay, throw your fly out, and, and the fly will move with That's the boat. That's true. You have so to it just right. looks like it's swimming. And I do that all the time for walleye. Yeah. I throw a fly out, and I just float through back bay, and if I know that there's structure on the bottom of it, right. which there is on this one lake, I fish. And I just float through it, and I'll catch walleye mm-hmm. after walleye and bass and everything else. Because there's depth, and I let my fly sink, and I just let the current and the, the wind Taking my boat, mm-hmm. and I let that pull. That's what it is. Okay, got it. So that's that's what I do on a lake. I'll hit. I'll do streamers, but a topwater. I'll only use a topwater on a lake when I absolutely sure there's fish rising or the water is like crystal calm mm-hmm. and there's no waves and like you could hear a pin drop kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? and when when you fish hot. towards the bank, like if I fish towards the bank and then you can see there is like structure, rocks and and trees in the water. The, and you know, topwater is the thing key. too is in the morning fishing topwater because. Bass will move in towards the shore mm-hmm. to catch frogs and mice in the morning. And then as the day goes on, they'll move out deeper yeah, into yeah. deeper water. Because it's getting too warm. Exactly. And the funny thing is when the frogs and the mice kind of move towards the bank, a lot of them fall in, so the bass come up close because they know that. You can fish top water then. But when they're deeper, there's no point. Like, you may as well try a stream. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Right? On a lake. So that's my thing, man. Yeah. Streamers on lakes look for structure and, and weeds, like 100% weeds, man. even for smallies. You know they, they seem to love the white color. We should we should do a, a podcast on the river, like a, like a, like a t- yeah. continuation to the bass. So it's like, all right, guys, we talked about this. Let's do it because mm-hmm. I need to learn. Yeah. I need to physically. Or on our way me. back. That's yeah. a good idea. Mitch is my teacher. I don't pay him though to teach me, <laughs> but he is my teacher. You almost got the you almost got a, the ride. Yeah, I'm lucky. Had that one, the Yoma. Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> the geeks out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the river is so like. That's such a long one, so we should totally do a whole show on that. Yeah. And you know what we can do? Mm-hmm. We can, we can, uh, maybe we can bring that up with because uh, we're going to interview Joe Amaral, and maybe he can talk to us about the river because that guy knows everything about he knows river everything. structures and everything else, and everything about everything. So yeah, we'll just talk <laughs> yeah. to him about it. He could tell us how to fish rivers because, like, you know, we've got a general idea, but like, 
I'm sure we can get some good insights from them. Yeah. So that's we'll do that for that episode. We'll talk all about the river. River episode. That's my thing. I river. can't wait. That's not, that. I'm, I can't wait for that. I'm not a lake guy. <laughs> I'm a river guy. Yeah. The river runs through it, baby. <laughs> I, I don't look like of, Brad Pitt much, but no, ninety nine percent of fly fishers get in. Piss off. You almost got the Brad Pitt thing going. I you think? I'm black yeah. though. I can't. I can't like the black. I got the Will Smith thing. going. The Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, my ears Smith. are nice and big. Like, well, I just need to cut my hair. I've been working twenty four seven, man. That's why I'm wearing a hat. I, my hair looks like. Shit. Oh yeah, me too. I haven't taken my hat off in the last. I don't, yeah, well, I only wear my hat because my hair is receding. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, my hair! It's not like a fault. This is city, Toronto, man. Everybody's looking at you. Man, I just yeah, I just like don't want to cut my hair. I just want to. Go. My nails are Jesus so strong, man. Flow. Grow it down <laughs> to my feet. Beautiful. Flow, Grow up my beard. <laughs> Grizzly Adams, you know what I'm saying? Grizzly Adams. What am I gonna do? You look like a Sasquatch. I know. No, but a handsome Sasquatch. I look like a gorilla. Like if if I wanted to date a Sasquatch, I'd date you. Look like a gorilla, man. <laughs> But I don't know. Hats, I always... This is my this is my fishing hat, too. You should grow yeah. a, uh, a man bun. You oh could. God, you can't even want to grow a man bun. Why not? You're working at Addy. I'm in Toronto. You'd be like the cool dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine oh. me with a man bun? No. Good yeah. Lord. Wearing sweaters and Drinking man buns. Drinking a cappuccino? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, short I, pants and stuff? If my head weren't curly, <laughs> I would totally <laughs> be rock so a man bun. Man bun Mitchie? Yeah. I couldn't pull that <laughs> off. That's like a superhero. Yeah, I don't Yeah, there's no way, man. Be yourself. <laughs> fly fishing hats that's another thing you should always if you're gonna go out fly fishing get a get a hat man. yeah you can't fly yeah. fish without a hat come on yeah you can't you can't that's a whole episode right there yeah just hats just hats, hats. A hat hats talk what are we like talking about tennis well talk about your outfit you gotta wear a hat you gotta wear a hat <laughs> i've worn this hat fishing so long like it's breaking look at that is that super glue mitch I, I should you have super glue on your head. I need nah, to just uh, <laughs> use it. This has been just everywhere, hate. man. This has been upstate New York, the Osable River. It's been to the all those rivers. Man. Chicago Blackhawks too. I, know, I don't even really like hockey. I don't know. I like it. Get out know. of here! Oh no, we're at your place. <laughs> no, that's good. No, we have one guy that likes hockey, one guy that likes soccer, and one guy that doesn't like hockey. It's great. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But you know, fly fishing hat super important. You definitely got to get one of those. Yeah, yeah. Mine don't fit my head. I just have a. I just have I don't know why hats don't fit my head. That's we can do an episode on that. But I <laughs> well, but I, I wear them anyways. I like to think I'm cool, so I wear toques even in the summer. Yeah, Gab's a hip. He thinks he's a hipster. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, everybody thinks I am, but me. He drinks Pap's beer. Oh man, I don't. I don't. No, I don't drink. We shit call beer. it Gab's beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink Pap's. I drink Quebec beer. I'm pretentious like that. Oh. What I buy at home for two bucks, I buy it here for eleven dollars. <laughs> well, anyways, that's that's basically that's like the super light version of how to get your gear. You want to get into fly fishing? Go down to a good shop. Just talk to them about it. They'll hook you up big time. Don't worry about spending lots of money. Um, or just two, do it. it doesn't matter. But just get on the river, get on the water, get the fly out there. You, you can have about, you can have the lamest equipment ever. Like, but you know, you just need to go out. Yeah, a lot of the time we matters. don't even. A lot of time we don't even catch anything. We just like being on the river, and that's yeah. that's the best thing about fly that's fishing. Just being out there and just you know feeling that connection. Mm-hmm. So Go- get on the river. Google it. I'll talk for. I preach for my own uh, place because I used to write that blog. But uh, Google stuff. But don't believe everything Google say to you. Yes. Yeah. Go to the fly shop. Go to fly shop. Go, Go to, to your drift. local fly shop. Go talk to people. That's the key. Exactly. That's a good way to learn about. New spots too. Mm-hmm. You go to a new river, go to the local fly shop, talk to them. They'll hook you up. Don't tell them anything. Oh, they'll hook you up, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But yeah, all them spots we're not supposed to. Get your gear and try bass, try pike, try warm water fish because it's a great way to learn and it's so much fun. All right, cool. Well, this is the end of the uh, this is the end of the second episode where we talked about kind of like getting into it and bass fishing and you know freshwater, warm water fishing. Next episode, we're going to have an interview, right, Cap? Yeah, I'm gonna email him back. I'm gonna we I'm gonna try to get Stuart Davis on. Um, he's a in-house photographer for UK and. What's UK okay again? Uh, if you don't know what UK okay is, um, you need to go online and Google it. And it's um, a media house in, based in Quebec City. They do fly fishing videos, and the best fly fishing videos that there is yeah, on, really cool online. Stuff. Great content. Super cool. Super cool guys. Yeah, they take lots of trips. It's really neat stuff. So we'll Good talk music. the uh, we'll talk to the photographer of that. Yeah, we'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll talk to him about Hook. We'll talk to him about his fly fishing experiences, all that stuff. So definitely check that out. Uh, we'll let you know when we're going to be recording the next episode. But for now, that's it from me, Mitch, Gab. Yeah, and Yoma. See you later. Thanks right. a lot.